The coating durability test puts excess through a cycle of 10,000 strums. Through the lens of a microscope, it is clear that excess retains its composition better than other coated strings. Testing complete. John Bolger with Premier Guitar. We're at the historic Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm with Tyler Sweet. Tyler, hey man. John, nice to meet you, sir. Yeah, good seeing you. Excellent, excellent. So you've been uh, Brian's guitar tech on and off for 17 years, did you say? Yep, this is year 17 with Brian. Wow, yep. man. Yep. You guys have seen some stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all over the world. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. all of it. Yep. And this is for a tech, this has got to be the most straight ahead bulletproof rig a guy could hope for well most of the time it's bulletproof <laughs> the, the amps are bulletproof but the tape echoes brian likes the old uh roland 301 tape echoes and they stopped making them in 1986 so sometimes they uh give me a hard time or us a hard time uh, yeah right say. yeah okay well let's let's do this let's start with the guitars then move into the the tape echo and the all the other jazz okay we'll we'll tease it at that and come back to it but let's talk about what he's touring with. Like, right, start with that guy right there. What do All we right, have? Well, that is a uh, 1960 Gretsch 6120. Brian uh, purchased a, a couple of these a couple of years ago. And uh, Tom Jones, or TV Jones, ended up doing them over. He did the whole front face, neck radius, a new plate, removed the zero fret, a uh, hundred things. It, it took about six months to have it done. Wow. But um, I'll give you a list of that stuff, too, because it's, there's so much that it's even hard to comprehend how much he had to put into it too. Okay, great. So, so we'll have that in the liner notes, kind of a more yeah. a more specific deal. But in short, it's a 59. That, it's 60. Oh, 60. This is, this is a 60, yeah. Okay, 60, uh, totally redone by uh, by TV Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about, so are the, the pickups original? Did he change out things like that, or, or no? The, the pickups are original. Basically, the main work that he did was steaming and, and re-radiusing the neck for Brian's to the radius that he desires. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Brian came up playing, you know, these these vintage uh, Gretches. I think he had Chet Atkins in the beginning. I think it was like a '59 mm -hmm, yep. in the in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So you'd think that would be the radius, kind of similar to the uh, original one, but. He's right. kind of gotten away from that a little bit over the years. Well, the, I think the original uh, issue was we had a guitar that, that um, with, I believe it was with smoke here. Oh, okay. Um, it had a, a strange radius. It went from like a 7.5 to a flat 12 wow. or a 10. So they finally figured out what it was because, you know, Brian would play guitars. He's like, this isn't right, this isn't right, this isn't right. And then yeah. they finally did the measurements and they figured out the Gretsch shop, you know, they took x-rays of it and did all this stuff to try to figure that out. And eventually they figured it out. And now when he has guitars made from Gretsch, they come with that radius. Very, okay, very specific right. to that. Yeah, so, okay. but if he buys guitars like he did with his 60, he has Tom do all the, you know, the, the finish work to them and, you know, the refretting, the dots. I mean, everything has been done to this guitar. Wow. God, the top is just, yeah, it's just beautiful. Beautiful on this thing. Yep. Okay. So Al, the Bigsby, do you, do you have to do anything to make it 
stay in tune? Because he gets pretty aggressive at times with it. Yeah, one thing that I noticed over the years when I first started working for Brian that uh, when, when they come out of the factory, there's felt on the underside of it. Yeah. And then, of course, the smooth body, there's movement. You know, sure. and you see in later Bigsby's where they actually have them pinned yes. you know, with a, no screw to them so they can't move. Yeah. I basically took a, a, a type of gripping material and put them underneath the, the actual Bigsby's itself so they don't move at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I scraped the felt off basically yeah, okay. and, yeah. put, and put grip material. Put it right yeah. on there. Yeah. yeah. The first gripping stuff that I used kind of was eating the finish away a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, he wasn't, he, it was, uh, you know, well, it's not going to be seen, so who cares if so the guitar stays 100% yeah. in tune. Yeah. But if you go to resell it, in which, you know, he probably would never resell any of these. Um, you know, there would probably be some type of lacquer damage underneath a couple of them because of my sure my like this. I've got to make this work. Yeah, but <laughs> in know? a '59, there's going to be some stuff. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. yeah anyways. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this one is this kind of okay. Let, take me through it a little bit. So this is the '59. No, this is the '60. Oh, '60. Sorry. This is the 1960. They Tom just redone. Redid. Okay. Okay, and this one is smoke. Yep, that's smoke. That's the guitar Brian's had for. You know, since he was a kid. Cow. Yeah. Okay, so what's the story on Smoke? Uh, it's been around with us for forever, that guitar. I've done so many gigs with this guitar. So, it, you know, it's a guitar that stays, and pretty much they all stay 100% in tune now, but this guitar, you know, is it's just amazing. It's playability and everything is, it's a, it's a gorgeous piece. Oh, yeah. And he's, he never keeps the scratch pad on them, right? Are they, are they always the, the, Pick yeah, the pick there. guards, yeah. Pick guards. Yeah, guys. he always has me remove those, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just get in the way. Sure. Yeah. Now, what strings do you do you run on these? Uh, it's just a 10 gauge, uh, you know, the well, Dario 10s. The Dario 10s? Yeah. Okay. And uh, how often do you change them? Do you change them on every gig? or? Uh? No, he doesn't really like me to change strings very often. Um, we did a show years ago in the Montreal Jazz Fest where... Um, the equipment showed up really late, yeah. and I didn't bother changing the strings because I knew it would be some maneuver he would pull, and sure. you know, pulling the bar up, or you know, something that I, you know, wouldn't have been a common stretch area for me, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, just leave the strings on there, and, and I won't have to go up. But they were very old, and he got kind of upset at me because um, I didn't change the strings. <laughs> yeah. But then after the gig was over, he said, hey, Ty, what did you do to the guitar? And I was like, I didn't do anything. He's like, never change strings again. That's the sound. <laughs> so he played 26 songs in a row at <laughs> Montreal Jazz Fest with the same guitar oh. in, in tune the whole time. Never change. Yeah. And they were, and they had a gig on them already. The uh, guitar was sitting in a warehouse for six months. Oh, really? Yeah. God, from the warehouse yeah, to, the, to the stage, yep. to the gig. not a glitch. Not a glitch, yeah. Wow. It was like, you know, for me, it was one of the best shows that yeah. I think that, you know, and we've done a lot of great shows together, but that <laughs> one really rings a memory. It was probably because I got a little scolded at first. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> and then the redemption. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the redemption was that it was, you know, 26 songs of me not going out there once and <laughs> interrupting the gig, you know, because we like, you know, it's, uh, we like to go, go, go here. Sure. You know, we don't like taking time to do this. and Yeah. Know, you know, even though it's really, you, you, you think of it, it's only really a minute. Yeah. Or something, but still, you know, right. that minute to another minute to another minute. There's three, three minutes, four minutes. There's another song we could have played. Sure, and you it's. Uh, I mean, I've, I've 
I've seen the show and it just, it flows, it's fun. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it goes. Brian's definitely the go cat, go guy. Yeah, yeah right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Okay, so 60, uh, what year is this 59. one? 59. 59, 60, 59. And then this looks a little more modern. What yeah, that one's a, um, a magenta sparkle. It's, um, I believe that one's a 2004. Okay. So and he plays it on one song, capoed, uh, I forget the song that uh, right offhand right now. I don't have the set list that, uh, yeah. that he plays. There's one of them that he plays it on on this trip. Yeah, and does so. a capo. Yeah, just yeah. For, uh, easier for some reason. Does he use the Bigsby with the capo? That's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's always using the Bigsby no matter what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a gutsy move with a capo. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, he's... He's just, you know, he's so good with the Bigsby to begin with, right. you know, and just his whole hand controls of, you know, volume, swells, and all the, and, you know, the guitars, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm very, uh, I consider myself to be very lucky to be able to experience watching someone oh, with yeah. his caliper play guitar almost every night you know? right so yeah it's it's just is so effortless watching him play and he just yeah. never runs out man. yeah and he he um basically from uh, i've worked with a lot of different guitar players over the year and he has like the lightest touch huh. of anyone like he does not pit strings this these strings can be on here for a month and there won't be any damage to even the high e string or oh, really? anything it's, it's the lightest touch ever well so what picks does he play with um, he uses like a uh, cellulose, these uh, mediums. Huh. So they're just like this little medium. Yeah, so not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah like it, it feels like a f like like an old Fender yeah, medium. Yeah, and he does a lot of, you know, finger picking stuff with a lot of country <laughs> stuff, so. Sure. And he's got the nails to do it, so. Yeah. Okay, so. and you're traveling, you said, with seven guitars in total. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one other vintage one on top of... Yeah, we have another 1960 that Tom also did over. Same thing. I'm gonna send you the list because it's, you know, a mile long. Yeah. Basically. Wow. So, so. he just takes these vintage instruments, totally, totally refinishes re them. He's like the best in the world at it, without oh. a doubt. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. That's. For great. anybody out there who needs guitar repairs, Tom Jones is definitely the guy, without <laughs> okay. a doubt. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> okay. So getting back. To 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 this, the uh, the Roland Chorus Echo. This is so. This has been his thing for forever, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what? Okay. How many? What year is this? And how many do you tour with? I want to say that this one is an '84, around there. These were made from '84 to '86. The 301s. I think I may be mistaken. Maybe '83 to '86. It was a very short period of run. The 201 before that was like, you know, 79 to 83. Yeah. The 101 was before that. Um, I don't know if he used to use like Echoplex way yeah. back in the day when he first you know, right. started, but I think as soon as he found the 201 originally was his thing. And then when the 301 came out, that be became the thing, you know? Yeah. But we have, um, with these right now, I have. One, two, three, uh, I have seven 301s with me and two 201s. So I have uh, nine Echo units with me. And this is a, only a 12-date tour, but I don't take any chances, you know? Right. So you never know. Well, like, this could break tonight, and the one behind it tomorrow will we'll work for the rest of the show, but it might break tomorrow. You know, you never know. Are these actual, is it actual tape? Yes, yeah. If you, we, uh, we opened up inside. I know you're not going to probably be able to get too close of a shot here. Yeah. But there's... Uh, 
a quarter-inch tape that's mounted through and then through the, uh, you know, the recording head and playback head process. If you end up using sound on sound, you can use on it too. Sure. So, but yep, quarter-inch tape. Wow. So does he use the, uh, it's got the chorusing section and the echo section. Does mm -hmm. he ever use the chorus? Um, there's a couple things that he plays it on. Um, uh, I think the chorus is uh, a Stray Cat song. Um, uh, I forget, uh, Stand By You or something. I don't remember the, uh -huh. the song. Um, okay, but primarily the echo. And does he, yeah. does he tweak it as he go or just set it yeah, and forget when he it? Does, you know, he goes to different settings for different songs. Uh, you know, so, uh, when he plays Sleepwalk, that's like a setting three. Gets a little bit more of an extended delay type, okay. type uh, thing that he likes. And, uh, you know, we have a vibrato pedal over here on the side, too, that he uses, oh, yeah. uses for just a couple songs. That, sure, the Boss, uh, yeah, boss of, TR2. Yeah. Okay. And that's how uh, basically uses that on the song Checkered Flag. Okay. And he doesn't even, it's not even on the ground, he just hits it at yeah, the beginning of the song hand, and, yeah. and the end of it. God, yeah. so there's no stomping on anything. No, we, we had talked years ago about like, you know, ha him having a Wawa and he's like, Ty, you want to run it? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will if you want me to, but we were like, eh, never mind, we don't need yeah, it. You know, yeah, so. right. Just right. for one song. I think that was on Wolfgang's Big Night Out. There was a, oh, a yeah. song on that record. We had a little Wawa on oh, it. God, that is a great album. He has man. so many songs. It's hard to, for me to remember and, you know, my, yeah. my brain sometimes. Uh, well, I mean, since what Stray Cats hit in 81, right? Yeah. 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 It's a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah a time. lot of recording yep. since, uh, since then. Yep. Okay. But uh, yeah. So yeah, there's, there's seven of these different settings and you no, know, they originally were black, but we retolexed them to match the blonde Fender stuff. Yeah. I built this amp shelf that I call it, so yeah. for the echo. Yeah, that's really So it's clever. a little shelf that you know matches the color, so it looks nice. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so signal goes quarter-inch cable from the guitar into the Boss Tremolo TR2. No, nope. it goes from the guitar into the echo. Oh, into the echo. Out of the echo, into the trim, Tremolo. out of the trim, into the amp. Oh, okay, yeah. great, great. Yeah. And tell me about these basements. Uh, 62, uh, 63, 6G6B circuits. Okay. So it's basically, um, you know, it has a, uh, a treble and a bass and a presence, but, and the mid-range is actually uh, within the circuit set at 12 o'clock. There is an actual mid in there, oh. but it's set. Oh, okay. So non-adjustable. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And the, do you know what speakers you're running in the cabinet? Um, he just put in gold Alnico's um, in these, the original ones. Oh, really? Yeah, he went, he shopped, and he found speakers. Um, we were running, uh, for a while, we had a couple cabs that had Celestians in, a couple cabs that had Jensen's in them, yeah. but he found these old Alnicos that he uh, put in here. Can you hear a, much of a difference between these? And he can. I, I can't, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, and, and, uh, and you've got a backup mm -hmm. for the amp and the cab. Yep, just in case. Uh, we were, we were doing a show once in Japan, and there was no amp out on stage. Yeah. And the amp blew up. 
So he's like, to the Japanese audience, he was like, watch how fast Ty can change this. <laughs> so I had like 3,000 Japanese fans going, Ty, 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 as I switched this amp out. It was crazy. I never, <laughs> most weirdest thing. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? That's great. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm nerve wracked enough when something goes yeah, right. bad, but then to have that on top of it, you yeah, know, right. watch how fast he can do it. You know? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, he yeah. knows, he knows the stuff is old and stuff breaks you know and it's the way it is you know yeah. but it's the sound yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's all it's all part of it yep well man i mean that is about as simple as it gets just uh yeah guitar. there's no huge channel switching rigs and bradshaws or any of that yeah. stuff you know you know brian is you know go for you know the tone and that's it you know it's like very simple simplistic you know, he doesn't need all these, you know, he's, he's just, you know, like I said before, he's so good that he doesn't, you could plug this into the basement with not even the echo or anything, it would sound incredible. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, he just knows so much about the instrument. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah. And he runs it, and this is basically the EQ he runs all the time. Yeah, Treble up, pretty much, up. pretty much the settings. Uh, we're using, uh, all, we're all using in-ears now. No, really. You no, know, of course, as we're getting older, it's better for you, anyways, yeah. rather than having the, this amp blasting your head off, you know. Yeah. So, how? So the settings are a little bit the volume controls and things are, have turned down a little bit. They're not as loud as they used to be. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, uh, when I saw him before, he was he was scorching, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some front of house. But we've had engineers over the years that were like, "Do you think you can have him turn the amp down some?" And I'm like, "Look at them. Does he ask you to play guitar?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's basically my yeah. answer. You know. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah. But even at at halfway up. That's a loud amp, man. Yeah. That's a loud. <laughs> but they are. These are pretty much bulletproof. This is like I think the best Fender, you know, amp that they ever put out. Yeah. So. That's great. Well, yep. hey, that was short and sweet. Everything yep. we need to know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, Ty, thanks, man. We'll see you out ne All next right. time. Excellent. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers.